You're listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Chris Scales. Hey, Mike. Greg Hectus. What up, everybody? And Tony Groves. Good evening, fellas. Hey, welcome. All right, well, let's get right into it. It's Talladega week, uh, always very exciting. Uh, but first, let's talk about uh, Irishers Lounge is sponsoring the Old Bastards Racing League on Monday nights in their ARCA series. Um, and uh, how about that? It looks like uh, the iRacers Lounge ARCA series was at Talladega this week with Chris Monroe capturing the pole with a huge field of 39 entries. Daniel Berghoff led the most laps with 16. Michael Everhart went on to take the win for the first league win. So Michael Everhart took it. And did you run this race, Chris? Yeah. Yep. I made this one. Um, man, it was a good race. I actually, so a couple times I was made most of the practice before the race and we, we couldn't manage to not wad them up in practice. So I just thought that's the way the race was going to be. And I started in the back and we didn't, it's like, it was clean racing pretty much all the way through. I, um, screwed myself on pit road. I came, was coming down pit road, um, under a green flag and as soon as I, I'm staring at the line, staring at my speedometer, trying to get on pit road fast, I get on pit road, and my pit stall is right there to the left because I didn't qualify, and I had one of the last ones. So, But I slid like three stalls past it and had to back up. Ended up going a lap down with that mess. And then under uh, caution, I was just, we were cruising around under caution, and I get destroyed by this guy that I think wasn't checking up for the field. I don't think it was anything intentional. But the cool thing with being in uh, a, a league that's well ran like that, I didn't even bother watching the replay because I just knew that it was going to get reviewed and dealt with, and I was just planning on checking for the penalties before the next race to see what happened and who it was. But I didn't even have to because Steve Thompson sent me a message um, a couple days ago, let me know that it was, you know, a, a couple of new guys that were in that race caused that problem and a couple others and they were out. So it's wow. been dealt with. And that's, that's the cool thing about a well run league. He said, he told the guy it was because he, he wrecked one of the podcast superstars. And that's the way that Tony, that's the way he's been talking about me and Tony during this race is, is calling us podcast superstars. He's going to get our ass kicked is what's going to happen. All these guys in this league are going to be, cause I kind of want to kick my own ass. He's going to keep, he's going to keep talking us up and they're just going to be waiting outside the track after one race. Funny. Yeah. But yeah, he's been, he's been doing a great job. I'm um, talking about podcast. Seems like a good fit for the, between the podcast and the league. And it's, it's been a blast racing with those guys. ARCA professional driver Kevin Pearson continues to lead the iRacers Lounge ARCA Series standings, the points. So Kevin's uh, still leading. Uh, next race, Pocono. So check those guys out. It's obrl.net. All right, let's jump right into topics. Uh, first one, I guess I'll get the first one. The riff stutter issues continue. Um, and... <clears throat> You know, we've 
you know, of course, there's been some updates. Uh, Sean Nash has been actively working on this and uh, posting about his results uh, about what's going on with the rift and why it might stutter for people and that kind of thing. Um, he came up with a workaround, which is basically disable game mode uh, in Windows 10. When you're running Windows 10, there is a thing called game mode. You can get to it by going settings, gaming, game mode. And it seems to have helped. Uh, so if you're one of those people, you might check that out. They're also addressing uh, in the patch, which came out earlier, I think, today or yesterday, um, they're making some adjustments in there as well to help the stuttering. So they are very actively working on it. Uh, have you guys had any stuttering or... I don't know if any of us run the Oculus or Rift, but uh, I did read in that, too, that I guess there sounds like there's going to be a fix next week, too, because for the beta UI. Oh, yeah, the beta UI, if you were launching from there, you definitely could be experiencing stutters, and they were saying use the website. Yeah, so it sounds like next week they might have a solution for the beta UI so that users can go back to using that, too. Well, I've noticed... Um kind of sporadic actually it uh right after the the last build um i was getting some stuttering issues and i don't run i don't run vr um, but i've never had any of those issues before um so then i uh you know i, I reran the the graphics config and that seemed to clean them up and then uh the last race that i had at dover i believe it was sunday morning um i noticed that stuttering issue and uh, come back again and it kind of lasted through the whole race although it wasn't near as bad as it uh, had been before and unfortunately I haven't been on the sim since then to, to see if it had gone away or not did you say it was Sunday morning you could have been in a, just a, a server like a European server or something in the morning well yeah that would be the uh, you know the 10 o'clock um, uh, NIS open race yeah, so it could have been a, a bunch of things. It could have been anything with the servers, too. Yeah, well, um, had I been able to, to jump back on to see if that had worked itself out, or, you know, maybe, yeah, if it was, I, I just haven't been able to, to do that yet. So we'll see tomorrow if, if those issues are still there. Well, this ties right into the next story, so we'll jump right into that. Uh, so the patch that was put out was Season 4 Patch 1, we got the release notes, and um, that's the one I downloaded and installed earlier today. Uh, it does fix the uh, iRacing beta interface issue that could car cause large stutters when you launch from the beta. So that was addressed this morning. Uh, race control, there was an issue where that could cause certain drivers and certain grid spots to be set as if they had lapped the field causing black flags and other pacing issues. This was a big issue at Knoxville Raceway on the dirt cars. We talked about that, I think, before, but that's been addressed. Uh, there was also a thing uh, with the lollipop guy with the pit crew uh, not letting you go. He would say, stop and go, stop and go, and uh, if, if you were in a certain situation, they fixed that. Uh, and then various brake bias can now be adjusted in-car during events with fixed setups on most of the road cars. That's what it looks like. 
So I don't know. I haven't run much of the fixed road car stuff to know that you couldn't do the brake bias stuff. I didn't know it was that fixed. Not all the road cars, but a bunch of the popular ones, I'll say. Okay. So get that release. Uh, it took a little bit to install. It's not too long. It wasn't too big. All right, Greg, you're next with Olympics. So I was uh, I was actually just watching this video before uh, we uh, came on the podcast here. So Greg West and uh, also listened to the video showing that uh, Leslie uh, Stratton, um, their boyfriend and girlfriend, they're also Olympic, Olympic athletes that are competing or trying to qualify for the 2022 Olympics. And they have, they're talking in the video about how they've added um, eye racing to their workout regimen to, you know, to better um, help them train for these events. Uh, and um, I was, it was, I was really interested watching the video on, on how Greg, she, uh, Leslie told Greg that he needed to get a hobby to try and take his mind off of, um, just doing skeleton and training and all this stuff that he's got to do all the time that just is focused on one thing and to just, you know, have something else in his life. And then he went and did this and now it's kind of added back into his training regimen, but you know, they've devoted it in there to practicing and racing to help do it. And he's actually seen the payoff from it. And then Les, uh, Leslie has done the same thing. She's seen that he's benefited from it and she's gotten involved in it. So, I mean, it seems like it's a, an interesting way that it's not just racing, that it's helping people race, you know, cars and stuff. It, you know, it's probably helping mentally focus people on their other stuff that they do in real life. Like, I, I don't know if you guys watched this video, but you know, I thought about it too, because even with me, I, I'm a truck driver and I know that I pay, you know, I got to pay attention, obviously driving a lot. So, um, watching the video and, and thinking about how iRacing has probably benefited me, like, you know, I'm, I'm probably more conscious driving and stuff like that and leaving gaps and stuff like that, that I normally, you know, are looking for gaps that I normally wouldn't uh, have done. Maybe not without this. Yeah, and these guys are racing skeleton, which is the, it's like a one-person sled you put, you go face down on uh, your belly and go down the, you know, the chute, so to speak, and, uh, but, the, yeah, the idea is reflexes, you know, they keep their reflexes up, they keep their adrenaline up, uh, eye racing is a good transition, you know, from that kind of uh, racing, you know, down to luge, you know, compared to running a car, you know, around an oval. Well, Leslie even mentioned that uh, you know, how how you attack a turn in you know in iRacing um, was very similar to how she would uh, try and attack a turn on uh, you know running skeleton. Um, I, I thought that was uh, you know pretty interesting in that video. I was thinking about that when she said that, and, and I almost have to disagree with her, but she's obviously the expert. But my logic is. We're going to an apex, which is down at the bottom of the corner. In their situation, they're wanting to go up into the banking and get slingshotted around the corner. So it's almost the opposite. They're not looking at an apex. It's almost an opposite apex. But it's their apex. It's just a different version of it. Yeah. It's still the same idea. you got to hit a mark, you know? But, you know, they, they, they put a lot of emphasis through that video on uh, focus. And then... You know, as as well as um, 
you know, they were using it for like cardiovascular because they, they, you know, they'd hook themselves up to, you know, like a, a Fitbit or of, of some sort. And, um, you know, uh, uh, Greg West said that he'd kind of uh, used it as like his off workout, um, kind of like, you know, just his, his um, not, not so intense workouts just to kind of, to give it a, give it a break, but he's still, um, you know, working the, the, the muscles and, uh, you know, he's, he'd mentioned, you know, the cardiovascular and, and the, um, uh, the, the nervous system, I guess, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Um, and they, and they ran, you know, uh, ran tests to see if it was actually doing something. And, and it, and it turned out it, it was actually helpful. And you know, you notice he said one in the one part there too is there is a point where there's too much of it too that uh, they have to he has to keep it to a certain amount because um, you can get overstimulated. Too many races? Nah. <laughs> well, for what he's doing, right? We can never get in too many races, right, Mike? Yeah, exactly. So when I, I was going through the. Uh, the forum posts on this on this topic. I found it quite interesting, and um, I come across a post from another iRacer, and um, I, I didn't write it down, but he said, uh, "You know, I, I put the health benefits of iRacing on par with vigorous walking or light cycling." That my doctor always talks to me about exercising and eating right. Before my last checkup, I was sitting around iRacing a lot and not getting much other exercise. I thought. I was going to get chewed out, but instead my doctor told me my numbers were the best ever. Keep up whatever it was I was doing. There you go. I now, like it, it. Do you think it's also, it's an interesting dynamic too, is, you know, they're, you know, they're a boyfriend, girlfriend couple too, that are enjoying this as a hobby as well as training method too. Like it's an interesting dynamic to see two of them using it for different things. I just, I, if you watch the video too, Greg says he likes to race the IndyCar part and, and do a lot of it, whereas she just likes to test by herself. Oh. All right, Tony, you got the next one. Kevin Baba interview. Yeah, so Apex Racing TV had a chance to interview uh, Kevin Bobbitt at the Sim Racing Expo. Um, and Kevin showed them the, uh, the AI working and talked about the new damage model coming soon to the service. Um, yes, you get more, uh, a, a little bit of um, video of, of the AI. Um, I don't think it's really anything groundbreaking and kind of looked like a lot of what we've already seen. Um, but what they did show was uh, a little bit of the new damage model. And... Um, you know, it was, uh, you guys are better at these cars than I do. It looks to me like an indie car, um, you know, smacking into a wall and various parts flying off everywhere. And, um, it looks really good. Uh, but the way they, the way he was talking, um, it sounds like it might be a little longer than, uh, what we were hoping for, for that new damage model to come out. Yeah. They definitely under promise the dates. Uh, yeah. And I, Part of the interview with Kevin Bobbitt really for me was, um, you know, saying that the AI is actually good enough to, to drive right now. And they have people driving it literally behind him as he's being interviewed. And so he, 
he said he indicated that the code from the AI is from the original, uh, you know, NASCAR. To, what was it, two thousand three or whatever? Before um, you know, iRacing started, and they actually had that code already built, and they took it, applied it, and now they're they're adding to it and so forth, and they're still tweaking it. But it's good enough to actually show at the Sim Racing Expo, and uh, those guys are running it. Uh, the other neat thing about this video is, in one part of it, they show a quick runaround of the Sim Racing Expo to show the various booths and how big they are and who the booths are. And, man, the iRacing presence is in every booth. It's amazing. That's a, that's a heck of a takeaway there, Mike. I never even really noticed that. Um, I guess I was more focused on the on the beginning part of that video. Well, yeah, it's a good shot of that Sim Racing Expo if you ever wanted to see it and what kind of, you know, vendors are there and what what there is to look at. Well, if you think about, uh, I don't know if you guys ever played NASCAR 2003. I mean, there, it wasn't a bad point to start from, but I, there was also, I wonder if they'll take some, you know, back then the modding community was pretty big too for that where you'd have a bunch of things where guys would would create a mod to make the AI better and things like that. I wonder if they can take some of that stuff and try and implement with all this stuff too because I remember you know taking a lot of these mods to NASCAR 2003 and and, and having a blast with that. Yep. Yeah, very cool. I definitely want to go to the Sim Racing Expo after seeing this video. I'm just like, wow, that looks like fun. All right, next I'll get is listener email. Uh, so here are the details of the Figure 8 Destruction Derby we'll be hosting. We're going to host one of these races just to promote our team a little bit, but I was also inspired by listening to the podcast and hearing about the success of the Beat the Hell Out of Cancer 250. Uh, the race will be held at Irwindale Figure 8, October 20th, presented by Black Eagle Racing. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern practice lobby opens. And uh, they grid up at 5.05 Eastern. 50 laps, unlimited quick repairs, no rules. Uh, what else? $5 donation to, for entry to Samantha's GoFundMe page guarantees you a spot on the grid. So what's going on is this other team is going to have a, their own race for Chris and Samantha. And you, to get in their race, you have to donate 5 bucks to the GoFundMe. And uh, how do you find that? You go to the GoFundMe.com. You search uh, Samantha Marie Round 4. And if you search those four words, you'll get to the right page. Pay five bucks and then contact uh, Will. His email address is WF, as in Frank, R-E-E-M-A at gmail.com. And uh, that's how you get in the race. Or find Black Eagle Racing on the forums. Oh, that Very is cool. That is that is really cool. That is so awesome. Yeah, it's a good way to keep the uh, giving continuing. And Chris isn't moving yet, but um, I tell you what, I talked to him a little bit about it. He definitely needed this money in the GoFundMe that's there to get moved, to get his family moved, and make it a seamless experience. And uh, and so it's so cool that these guys are doing that. So thank you. Yes. All right, Greg, you're next. Ty Majeski. This was, uh, I guess, me and Tony were just talking about this before we actually went live, too. Um, 
So Ty Majeski, I guess that they read out the Oktoberfest. Uh, what would they call it? Sorry, it's just coming up here. Ty, Ty Majeski won um, the Oktoberfest. I can't find the Eric. It's not coming up here. Oktoberfest um, 200 in Lacrosse, 200, Wisconsin. Okay. Thank you. Um, is that Wisconsin? And uh, he won it. But uh, I guess afterwards, after the post-race inspection, was uh, disqualified with also first, second, and third were disqualified. So, you know, they all failed inspection. So, uh, you know, I guess uh, Morrissey was considered the winner afterwards, um, which doesn't look too good for the ARCA Midwest Tour at all, for having all three of them disqualified. Yeah, don't they do pre-race qualify, uh, you know, inspection? Uh, crazy to have the top three like that, yeah. But uh, he did win <laughs> he t- in the iRacing colors. Uh, pretty cool for Ty, but yeah, he obviously, Ty has nothing to do with that. It's the team. Well, well it looks like, um, I finally got the link to come up, so it looks like it was the next day that they declared Morrissey the winner, too. Yeah, so everyone went home not thinking, you know, he won the race and they tore down after overnight. He was, he had an intake height problem, so Oh well, Ty uh hope he gets some luck and that sixty car has been cursed in the Xfinity series and every time anybody gets in it it gets wrecked. So he needs to get away from that car. All right, uh Tony, you're next. The top 10 highlight. Yep. Yep. Uh, iRacing released another uh, top 10 uh, video for the month of September. Um, I mean, part and parcel with all the other ones. Uh, you know, really good video showing a lot of really cool stuff. Um, my personal favorite was the uh, three wide, um, you know, dirt tracking it around the corner. Um, I, I just absolutely love that. Um, and, uh, you know, better give a, give a shout out to, uh, you know, the top finishers who will receive, um, as iRacing puts it, shiny iRacing bucks as a result of their contributions. Um, uh, David Haynes, he got himself five bucks, Brendan D. Jenks, uh, $10 and, uh, Timu Toika, uh, took home 15 bucks for his, uh, he had the first place submission. Um, nice little uh, last uh, last second pass. Um, racing cars I couldn't identify at a track that I couldn't identify. I'm a terrible race fan. <laughs> These are fun to watch because if you're a racing fan, there's some good, good, good racing in these video clips, and they're real short, and they're they're just a blast to watch. I mean, the one I like was they had the Star Mazdas at the Monza oval with uh some kind of stock car yeah it was the is the Dalen Hurd stock car it's crazy and they had like a four wide finish at the checkered and um they, then they had the at the very end a really cool battle of these older uh road cars at lime rock and yeah just really going at it man they, you know side by side and tra- lap traffic and uh you know just nosed him at the very f- start finish line just by a hair the uh did you guys i think it's the number two on here i'm just trying to find it here 
where they did the driver's tribute to uh, Greg Sutton's passing. The at the Greg end of the Hobbit. race, they just yeah, yeah. They did a four wide, you know, lineup at the start for that. Yeah, it's fun to watch these videos, and of course, uh, iRacing is doing a great job on them. Okay, I got the next one. Wormhole confirmed. Uh, says Christian Novak. He put up a, a video on the forums uh, where he was running uh, <clears throat> some kind of Porsche car uh, at some road track, and he hit some kind of wormhole, I guess. It's like literally in the middle of the track, and it shot his car straight into space. Well, actually what happened is he hit a car, and that car went flying into space, and when it got up a certain point, it just disappeared. It kind of just took off. Yeah, he hit warp drive, and he was he was out of there. Yeah, you can see the smoke. It's just like it went straight up into space like a rocket. This is where we would cue uh, John Picard to say something. Uh, pretty cool when you find stuff like that. That was interesting. Okay, uh, Greg, you got the next one. So Christian Bell put up a, a tweet here. He's uh, he's going to be helping out the World of Outlaws Championship uh, some laps uh, on Halloween. I didn't read the uh, so he's I didn't read the whole part here. Um, so he's going to be uh, drive real life. Uh, dirt spring car so i'm guessing he's never done it before has he um at the charlotte dirt track and he's going to be part of the world of outlaws championship well um yeah he's he's going to be working with iRacing to to present a, a sim racer um uh is it uh, Logan well, Seavey? Yeah. Uh, that that he he's a World of Outlaw racing World of Outlaw champ, and um, they're they're going to be racing real life uh, dirt sprint car, and they're going to be doing it at the uh, Charlotte Dirt Track uh, on, on Halloween, just uh, the day before um, they they have their big uh, the big event there, throwing down some laps and and giving them some pointers on on the on the real life racing. Okay, yeah, sorry about that. I didn't see that one on the thing when I was looking through it. It indicates they're gonna give they're gonna give him a ride, so they'll put him probably in the two car or the two seater sprint car and take him around the Charlotte track and basically give him some laps. That's pretty cool uh to be riding with none other than Christopher Bell as uh part of winning that championship uh pretty cool uh, I wanna Get the topic that Greg missed. Uh, go back to that one. The Heiskenveld GT rig seat options. And there's this post up uh, about the Heiskenveld GT rig. And guess who the post is from? None other than Sage Karam, who's a former IndyCar driver. And uh, I'm not sure what these days besides iRacing. Uh, but he used to be an IndyCar driver for a while. But anyway, um, he's going to be buying this rig, and I started looking at it, and I found it on their website at heiskenveld.com, um, and they had, it's called the Sim Rig GT, and it's a you know 
this tin, uh, you know, steel aluminum uh, rig, you know, where you got the uh, triple monitor mount, you got a place for the wheel, you got a place for the pedals, you got a place to mount a seat. It doesn't come with the seat, it looks like, but uh, pretty cool. And I, this is the first time I think I've seen this particular rig. Uh, it sells for 1,114 pounds. Uh, it's obviously a European company. Uh, and it's a GT-style cockpit solution. And so anyway, what Sage Karam was asking about is what, what are you doing for seats? Uh, what kind of seat are you guys buying to match up with this rig? Uh, and there are several people that, uh, you know, threw up some ideas to them. Uh, it looks like one popular idea was Sparco. It's an interesting seat. It looks like a lot of these companies are using this type of um, railings to uh, mount where it's got the multiple adjustable points where you just screw into. Like I, I, We've seen it on a bunch of rigs using these kind of... Um, it's 80-20, yeah. Yeah. It's a nice looking rig. I really like the triple monitor mount. It looks solid. I mean, uh, the wheel mount looks solid. You know, it's a pretty pretty neat setup. Now, on their website, you can get a combo kit where you get not only the rig, but the pedals and a wheel and everything else to go with it. A handbrake, and they have like packages. Um, and those look pretty nice, too. And he's got some good stuff. I mean, we've talked about the pedals just a couple of weeks ago. All right, well, let's keep moving. Uh, Tony, 49-inch curved ultra-wide. Yeah, yeah. So here's a bit of a, you know, kind of a new take on an, on an old discussion that gets rehashed all the time. You know, it used to be, you know, triples versus VR. Um, this time it comes up on the forums. It's, uh, you know, 27 inch triples versus a 49 inch curved ultra wide. Um, and it, you know what, it's kind of a neat, kind of a neat discussion. Um, you know, which, which one's, which one's better. Um, and I guess it all depends on any, you know, everybody's situation set up, yada, yada. Um, but my, from what I seem to understand about the, this curved ultra wide is, um, you know, it doesn't quite give you the same, uh, FOV, but it's, it's pretty darn close. And it sounds like, you know, if somebody doesn't have the room or, you know, whatever for the triples, this could be a good, um, alternative. alternative. Yeah. 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 Well, it's two thirds of a triple FOV. So, uh, a, a triple setup will give you a full, you know, 180 FOV, if you have it right, uh, this kind of monitor that's called ultra wide, it'll give you two thirds of that. And so you'll never have a full FOV, but you could have a triple. So it doesn't mean, I guess you wouldn't say it would be better, but if you have a limited space, like you're saying, you don't have room for triples or you're just on a budget or you just want to stick to one screen because of other games and stuff like that, this is a good alternative. It's certainly better than a regular size monitor, a single. You know, if you're just going to do one, yeah, why not? 
Well, yeah, that's that's just it. If uh, yeah, if you're totally against triples, and there's a lot of guys out there that are totally against it for various reasons, um, yeah, this this could be the uh, the answer that you're looking for. One guy uh, posted about halfway down a pitcher, Jimmy Fisher from New Jersey. He's got uh, an ultra wide monitor, and he stuck a regular four by three monitor to go with it to the left of it at a severe angle. And that's his left window, you know, in his A post. And then across the other one, he's got the rest of the car. So he's he's got pseudo triples by using a ultra wide with a regular monitor, and kind of made a pseudo triple setup. Ah, and did did you notice he's also got one of those um, uh, bezel uh, prisms? I'm going to call it. I can't remember the name of the product, but it's to oh hide uh, the bezel. Hide the bezel, yeah. <laughs> A little prism, clear prism thing, yeah. We talked about that one time. That is cool. It looks like it works pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually, uh, well, I guess it'd be about a couple months ago now. I was trying to look into them again because I wouldn't mind getting them for my uh, for my triples, but they don't. At the time that I had looked, they don't make them for uh, my size of monitor yet. Well, he definitely got something going there. It looks nice. But uh, I don't know. I mean, if if, if you have the room, I, I still say triples is better is my takeaway. But, I mean, if you, if you don't have room or you have some other reason, this is better than just a regular monitor for sure because your FOV is going to be wider than a normal monitor. Now, it isn't going to be as good, as perfect as a triple, but it's still going to be better than a regular size. Okay, uh, Greg, you're up next on the 2080 Ti. So I was just reading this. So uh, I guess uh, Todd, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, Bettenhausen, um, he has, it sounds like he's gotten a 2080 Ti Founders Edition of the graphics card. Um, and he's been trying it uh, out for in iRacing. And he's... Uh, He's make as he made the comment. He goes, uh, "Sorry for the clickbait title, but holy bleep bleep bleep, the GPU is a monster." So he's just talking about how uh, it works compared to um, his normal 1080 that I guess he was running before. He's uh, runs Samsung Odyssey with uh, motion re uh, rejecting a rejection on. Um, not sure what that is, but I've gone uh, from a consistent 40. Four frames around Bell Isle and the Skippy to 90 frames, so it's like a blink of an eye uh, change. So um, it sounds like uh, you, you know you're getting a substantial gain for that uh, GPU, but uh, you know was it really worth? Uh, I guess maybe if he got, did he buy this or did he get? Uh, is he testing it for somebody? 35% better. Remember <clears throat> is what we talked about uh, the 2080. TI would be better than the 1080 TI, about 35%. And, you know, he kind of describes that. He's uh, pretty enthusiastic about it. Todd Bentonhausen, by the way, is the nephew of the famous Bentonhausen Indy 500 driver uh, from the early 50s, I believe, and 60s. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... Um, it's a first report, you know. This is the first guy I've seen on the forum that's actually got one of the cards and actually has run iRacing on it. And 
he says, uh, yeah, it's great. Well, and that graphics card, you know, a lot of the games now are going to be start being designed around that kind of graphics system now with the way that their new GTX system, they're not going to, or RTX system, they're not going to be, um, you know, they're going to be things that are going to start utilizing that, that GPU more uh, from what they've got with that new RTX. Right. All right. So there's that. Uh, what's next? I got is the 2019 Dirt World Championship Series has been announced uh, by Tyler Hudson. And uh, this is how it's going to work. Uh, they're going to do it a little bit differently for the Dirt World Championship. Uh, here's the outline of how the qualifying will take place. World of Outlaw Sprint Car will run during the 2019 Season 2 Official Series, which is March through June, and will be 10 weeks long. Okay, it's a 12-week series with four drops and races every two hours. The top 20 and overall points that are not already pro license holders will be considered for entry into the Sprint Car Championship Series. So they're using the official series like... You know, they've kind of trended towards this for sure with the all the pro, uh, pro stuff. It looks like late model, same thing. They're going to do uh, Season 2, uh, March through June. Uh, that's a 12-week series with four drops and races every two hours. Top 20 will make it. Uh, also, the Rally Cross, uh, same situation, but this time, with Rallycross, they run during the 2019 Season 4 official season, which is September through December, and it will be 10 weeks long. Now, I don't really understand why they have a different time frame with that one, but that's what it says. So what do you guys think? Uh, yay, nay, this is a good way to figure out who our pros are? I guess it is. I, I don't see anything wrong with the way they're the way they're doing it it kind of you know it it gives absolutely anybody that wants to run it a chance um at, at making the pro series uh yeah I, I see this being a good thing why not yep and you still got to have a good i rating no matter what because you got to get top split so you can get enough points so you can be the top 20 you know and it's still going to be i rating dependent All right, Tony, what's next? William Byron. Yeah, yeah, there's a, a, a Twitter from Martinsville Speedway um, letting everyone know they've got uh, William Byron there to, uh, you know, talk about uh, first out of 500 race coming up and as well some lucky students from a couple of local high schools and uh, community colleges got some firsthand experience of what it's like to drive uh, the paperclip, um, using iRacing right at, right at the track and, um, you know, kind of getting a little tutelage from William Byron himself. Yeah. If you scroll down, you'll see some pictures. Uh, they actually brought in our seats with, it looks like a D box, uh, rig, motion rig with triples and a nice Sparco seat and everything. It's a nice looking setup. And uh, he's got all the students uh, standing there behind him. 
uh, you know, high school students, you know, watching him making laps. And, uh, and then there's another picture that shows uh, a student getting in the car and Williams, you know, giving him tips and that kind of thing. So uh, pretty cool to see how they're getting involved with the school and stuff. There's also an article in the local newspaper. Uh, the Bulletin is a local newspaper. Um, they also were out there covering the event and uh, took some pictures and and wrote up an article about it and uh, basically talked about William Byron and how he came up. Obviously, we know that story. Uh, pretty neat how the tracks is getting involved with the kids, though. I thought that was cool. Looks like William Byron's had a busy week with all the news that's been surrounding him anyways. Yeah, he's got Chad Canals for a crew chief now, so can't do better than that, I guess. Seems like a good matchup, too. It'll be interesting to see uh, if it uh, bodes well for him next year. All right. Next up was, we talked about this, uh, Matt Malone uh, and his girlfriend were going to go to the Petit Le Mans race at Road Atlanta and stream iRacing from the racetrack to try to uh, get interest at the uh, Mazda hospitality. Um, and so that is today. And so he was uh, actually Twittering earlier today and... Uh, they had the stream up, and iRacing was posting it on the Twitter, and uh, you could click on it and see what was going on, and it looked like a pretty cool uh, setup they had. So it's pretty neat that Mazda's getting those guys involved, and so kudos to them. Well, and I know that uh, Samantha Malone, uh, Matt's wife, she's a huge racer in the Mazda um, online. That's what she's got. She's been streaming the last couple months here. She's done a couple uh, Skip Barbers, but she's been she was mostly in the Mazda to start off with to uh, get her license up while she's used, you know streaming on Matt's page. Cool. All right. Uh, Greg, uh, next up, uh, KMA League founder Scott needs help. So, Scott uh, Kolovic. Sorry, I'm really bad with last names. I apologize, Kolovic. Um, he's, uh, I guess he had, you said last week he had the surgery, right? So. Yep. Yeah, big um, open heart kind of surgery, and he's back home actually today. So, so he's recovering. Um, but I guess the bills and stuff are uh, starting to add up for him a little bit, and he needs some financial help uh, due to the surgery. So he's got his uh, a GoFundMe page up here. He's asking for people to uh, you know help him out a little bit. He's got his story on here, um, and uh, you know it's a good cause. Uh, I don't know I don't know much about Scott. You were talking about last week the KM, KMA um, founder. I, what was that all about, Mike? Yeah, KMA is a Kiss My Ass uh, Racing League. Um, so KMA Racing is uh, is their league, and they've been around for several years. They focus on uh, restrictor plate racing mostly. Uh, they have a really good uh, group, and uh, we've had them on the podcast a couple times, actually, uh, to talk about their podcast, uh, about their league. 
but Scott is the founder. He's the uh, admin over there, and uh, they have other admins running the league while Scott is out, but uh, he needs some financial help and uh, basically trying to help get, uh, make his bills while he's recovering, and looks like his recovery is a little longer than anticipated, and that's part of the concern, so... You know those guys, go help him out. Give him five bucks or something, man. Uh, he can definitely need it. So, All right, let's jump into hardware software. I'm going to get the first one. And Intel has announced the pricing or retail price for the new i9 uh, 9900K or 9700K, 9600K uh, processors. And so the uh, core i9 9900K is going to sell for a retail of $488. You can get the i7 9700 for 374 or the i5 9600 at 262. So man, I mean I was I I really need a computer right now and I'm, I've been thinking about building one or buying one and course i want to get the best processor i want to get the best graphics and boy that i9 that's pretty nice but man that's 500 bucks just for the processor yeah but you're looking at that for either way either side too so you're you know that's where you're gonna to have to put some money into it the you know once if you get something like that mike you're at least gonna set yourself up for another you know five to ten years anyways so you don't have to do it again that's the thing is spend the money now and make it last. That's what I did on the first build. And it, it now this build is five, six years old. I'm facing doing another one. So, but yeah, that's probably what I'll shoot for. Maybe that I nine. So this is the coffee Lake refresh processor. It started as a eighth gen six core processor. and now is expanding towards eight core processors. So I can't, I don't keep up real much on how all this works, but obviously the more you spend, the better it is. Okay, uh, Greg, the next one, the, we got the new Fanatec formula wheel has been spotted out in the wild. Now, I've, I've been looking at this page, and I saw this come up the other day, and it's to me, I think it's, I don't know if it's, it seems like it's the actual rim or not because it it looks pretty plain it's pretty plain for fanatics um taste especially the way that they've been going with their oval rims and stuff like that like their road rims this f1 type rim it does the other thing that bothers me is it's an f1 um licensed rim i don't think f1 would approve of that either so i'm thinking it's probably not going to be the rim but Maybe it is, but I just don't. I just think it's pretty plain for what they've got. So it kind of just looks like it. Kind of reminds me of, um, you know, like an airplane, um, airplane yoke, yoke, whatever you call it. Yeah, and it just it has the buttons and you know wherever they could stick them on the rim so you could fit them with your fingers. But it's just it's it's not appealing. I can't see. You know, the only way is they're going to buy it, if this is the actual rim, you're going to only sell it if it's really cheap because it looks cheap. Yeah, I'm not impressed. I, you know, this has got to be fake news is what I, you know, hashtag fake news. Because the other thing is, is if, yeah, that's the rim, why is it on an old base? Because they're trying to get their direct drive, 
licensed F1 direct drive PlayStation base. That's on uh, the CSL Elite PlayStation base. Now, look at the source. Click the video. What page is it? It's a Formula One page on Facebook. Actual Formula One uh, series. And it's about their eSports series. And it's actually in one of the eSport rigs that they're using in the F1 eSport series. So, maybe it's not fake news. I don't know. It's That's just weird because they have a better formula rim than that. Like, I know. Other, they already have the, one better than that. Right? They have their carbon rims. Their McLaren rim is better than that that they that they've got. Like, I don't. It just doesn't make any sense. Why would they Why would they create that McLaren rim that I got here behind me in my in my room here? That's got all the you know dual clutch and bells and whistles on it. And then you go backwards to make something simple. Like unless it's unless it's intended to be um, being able to be bought by people. Like you know maybe it's going to be cheap because of to try and get people to buy the the base too. I don't know. Like, it just seems odd. Yeah, there's, there's something weird here. I mean, after last week when we saw the video with the Porsche rim and how I was just drooling at how realistic it looks and how much there's carbon fiber and metal and all this stuff that looks makes it look awesome. And then you look at this thing and it's all plastic and plastic and, you know. The other thing is, is looking through this form, it's obviously not very long yet, but... Uh... Could it possibly, like, Thomas hasn't usually chimes in on some of these things, so he hasn't even acknowledged anything yet. Yeah, and he, he's all over it. He, anytime anybody puts the word Fanatec in the forums, he's all over it. So, you're right, that is kind of suspicious that he hasn't even commented on it. So, who knows? Uh, it could be real or not. We'll find out. We'll keep on it. Okay, Tony, you got uh, something very interesting. Yes, very interesting indeed. Uh, Sim experience uh, motion systems, looks like all of them have new pricing. Um, Looks like uh, you're going to save a few bucks if you're, um, you know, in the market for a new motion simulator. And it goes right from, uh, you know, stage one right through... uh, you know their their biggest one, uh, stage four. Looks like you save a couple hundred bucks on uh, each one. Yeah, they just trimmed the price a little bit uh, um, on each one. Like you said, a couple hundred bucks here or there. Uh, but it, you know, it's a good reminder of what this pricing is uh, for the for these guys. So, so Sim Experience Motion Simulator Stage Stage Four, fifty five hundred dollars. Well, but you save two hundred and fifty-one dollars. Yeah, it's on sale, two hundred fifty-one off. Uh, but no, it's new pricing. Now, what do you get for that? I mean, looking at the picture, you still have to get a seat to go with it. It is a cockpit. You still have to have pedals, you know, wheel, you know, gear shift, that kind of thing. You're looking at probably by the time you're done with everything, you're probably seven, seventy-five hundred, yeah, seventy-five hundred. But yeah, I mean, and boy, I mean, that is nice. Well, yeah, and if you think too, like if you're looking at like stage three and stage four, um, you know, they're also adding that um, uh, rear traction loss module that we'd uh, talked about. Um, Like, uh, 
you know, we, we've we've seen you know plenty of different motion setups, and you already know you're paying a pretty penny. Um, but I gotta say that stage four, if I you know with my finger cover up the price, that's a pretty sweet looking rig. Yeah, you know, I, Sim Experience has been around. This they're one of the first uh, motion cockpits, really, and. Their price is premium, but I would just wish it was just a little bit cheaper. It just feels like it could be cheaper, but it's not. And they went a little bit cheaper. They cut a couple hundred bucks off the price. But um, for what you're getting and for what we're seeing from the other manufacturers, I almost feel like this is overpriced. Did you uh, did you read the difference between Stage 3 and 4? So the only difference that Stage 4 has for the... For what is it, $400, $500, is you get um, those side panels so it looks more closed in, uh, a rear speaker mount, and a mouse and keyboard tray. Oh, it's a $500 difference for that. Yep. So stage three is really what you need. You don't need stage four, it looks like. But I uh, see stage, f- oh, yes, sorry. I, I, I was uh, going to say that's where you get the traction loss module but that's on stage three yeah you just get it gets a little prettier for you know an extra 500 bucks get a little bit more weight for shipping so it costs more in shipping too all right well let's uh keep moving uh let's get into uh nascar iRacing series results dover thursday fixed i got a p21 i had a good wreck going I got wrecked out, and you know, it's one of those things where you just can't miss it. Uh, I don't have any other results uh, here. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, let's see. Sunday Open. Chris got Chris Scales got a P6. He said, uh, ran a solid, boring race, rode around just trying to survive, started 11th uh, on a one-lap shootout at the end with zero incidents. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty good run. Uh, at Dover, um, I know he's uh, he's moved up out of the bottom split, but he's still only you know one outside the uh, the bottom split. To, you know, Dover get zero incidences. Uh, yeah, that was a solid race. Yep, and boring is good, I guess. Uh, next Sometimes. result here was Sunday fixed. I ran P seventeen. I spun my tires on a restart and never recovered. And I'm usually the last guy to do that, but somehow I did it. I don't think my tires were very old. I don't think they were brand new either. But I was just trying to get up to speed a little bit too quick, and that baby went right into the wall, man, and I hit it hard. But I've moved on from Dover. Uh, Let's jump into Talladega. Um which I was excited for, I tell you what, but I've just had horrible, horrible, horrible luck. Uh, yesterday, you know, in the in the fixed, I actually was running pretty good. I was leading some laps. I ran was top five. I was running like second, third. Um, like I said, led some laps. Got wrecked out. Like I think it was second and third wrecked. Uh, came into me. I couldn't miss it. You know, it was one of those deals. Uh, Wednesday open. I also got wrecked out and none of my doing you know it's like you just can't miss this crap 
Uh, teammate Mike Morley got a P1. Uh, he wins. Uh, and he's having a fantastic week because he also got a P2 in the Open earlier today. Uh, I also wrecked out. <clears throat> um, again, I actually had a green flag pit stop where I ended up with a pit road penalty too fast getting in. I actually hit the little cone because I was too hot coming in. That's twice this week I've on a green flag stop that I've been too hot coming in and just screwed up or slid through my box. That also happened on a green flag stop and screwed me up. And so I have just sucked, sucked, sucked this week. I don't know what the deal is. But uh, what do you guys think? When do you run in your tally races? Well, since I missed my open today because my alarm was, I guess I shut my alarm off. I was so tired today. But uh, I might be running the fix tonight. Okay. Yeah. I won't be able to make a start until uh, tomorrow night. I'll be uh, running the open, and uh, I'll, I'll probably be running uh, the Sunday open as well. I'm hoping uh might luck out and get into a, into a split with Chris tomorrow night. That'd be good. So we can shake and bake that race. And um, we were doing pretty good at the uh, the spring showing at Talladega. Unfortunately, I think it was usually me on the losing end of that, getting wrecked by somebody, but. You know, right up till the closing laps, we were um, doing really good and able to kind of, you know, keep near each other and help each other out. So I, I really hope uh, he's, he's able to race tomorrow night and I'm even more hopeful that uh, we're in the same split so we can maybe replicate some of that uh, um, stuff uh, that we were able to do in the spring. Yeah, it is nice to have a teammate in the race. I mean, when I ran with Mike Morley earlier today, we had to pit under green. And he was running like fourth, and I was running like ninth. And we were coming together. We were planning it. Um, they came, the pep pack came sooner than we expected, and so we came with them. And so we made that last-minute decision, and we were both pretty hot getting in. He saved it. I didn't. And so I ended up with a penalty, and, uh, and it ruined our race. You know, he had a chance to win. We were going to come out in front. You know, if we had... If I hadn't screwed that up, you know, it would have worked out real good. Now, if you don't have a teammate, it's real hard to plan that and to plan who you're going to pit with and make sure you don't get lost or pit by yourself. Uh, what else? I mean, early on in the races, they were cleaner than normal. We were thinking about starting off pit road, but we didn't. And boy, we were happy that we didn't because it went a long time before we had a caution. So even though it's kind of recce, it's not recce early, is what I've noticed. But uh, yeah, are you running tonight, Mike? Oh yeah, I'm gonna run tonight and try to get a win. I'll I'll run Sunday and get a win. I hope. I mean, if I can break this cycle of the pit stops problems I'm having, uh, where I'm getting in too hot or I'm going through the box, I think I can win. I mean. I had a good run on Wednesday, and I was in position until I screwed up. And maybe I'll even run Sunday morning. I, you know, just because it is Talladega, maybe I will get up early, because I'm pretty disappointed with how the last couple of days have gone. Uh, okay, let's keep moving. Uh, let's talk peak a little bit. Um, 
we have four drivers going for the championship, okay? And Michael Conti is on fire right now, winning the last two events in a row. And so the final four are set. It's Conti, Matt Busa, Ryan Luza, and Ray Alfala. Who do you guys like? I'm going to cheer for my former teammate, uh, Conti, there. Uh, I hope he can go and get number two. He's hot as hell right now. He's the hottest thing out there with the two wins in a row. It's really hard not to pick him right now. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I, I I just I I just don't have a dog in the, in this in this fight whatsoever. Um, I've been I was keeping up with it early on, and then I I just lost focus on on the peak series and. Um, I should really get back into it, man, especially at this, uh, the, you know, the last race to, um, see who, who gets crowned. Um, but yeah, I'll go with you guys, Michael Conti. Why not? Yeah. If you're going with experience, you got to pick Alfala. I mean, speed, you'd probably have to pick Ryan Luza, you know, and Matt Busa. I mean, Matt's a great driver and everything. I think he's only had one win this season though. One um, win ever. Right, and so I, I, I think Matt is probably the, the dark horse here. Well, you know what? With that being said, I'm going to change my vote, and I'm going to go with Matt Busa because I, I, I love cheering for the underdog. I, I love to see <laughs> that when that when that all, you know, shakes out and when it happens for them. So, uh, yeah, Matt Busa for the win. That that's my pick. Nice. All right, well, that is the peak. Now, I don't know when the Homestead race is. I, I'm not sure it's next week. It might be the week after. Um, but, boy, it's, you know, we're getting down to the end of the season here. Peak is over. NASCAR is almost over. We only got, what, five races left? Yeah, six. Um, the wife and I were just discussing this, I think, last night. And, oh, I'm getting so bummed, man. I don't want this season to be over. <laughs> <laughs> that means off season and ah. Oh. <laughs> the season finale for the peak is not next Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. Okay. Uh, and then Mike Morley is working on our league uh, for Tifosi Racing League. Uh, we've had some uh, recruiting events already, and that'll be something that people can do in the off season, right? That's on Tuesdays, right? Well, definitely, we need to get some. We got to get some people out to uh, come race with us because uh, um, we're gonna get. We're gonna start hitting it this week with uh, posting all kinds of stuff up. You can all hit it, hit us all up if you want to uh, join it. Uh, what was the link for Mike's thing there? Well, if you just go in the leagues in the iRacing page and search, go to leagues and search Tafosi Racing, you'll find it. You can join that way. Um, I don't know how he wants uh, people to contact him. So we had a, there, there was a recruitment race this Tuesday, and that was at Chicagoland, um, which as a good teammate, I totally missed. Um, but I believe there's another one, and it's going to be Talladega if I... Yep, Tuesday this week at Talladega. Next Tuesday at Talladega. So... Um, you know, may, maybe we can get a, a bit better of a showing for, you know, for next Tuesday. And, um, you know, you guys, uh, 
anybody listening that's uh you know wants to come and race with us i mean it's fun it's fun and like uh we've been talking about the uh, nis seasons you know coming close and uh gotta have something to do in the uh in the off season so this is a great excuse to uh keep yourself busy yeah yeah it'll be fun so check it out uh final uh item is the world of outlaws late model title uh will be on monday night and uh it's down to two guys it's going to be either howard weaver or zach leonhardy and uh they fight for the crown october 15th and boy i I don't i don't know why but i'm going to pick howard weaver i i've heard i've seen howard posting a lot in the forums about dirt you can tell he cares a lot about it you can tell he knows a lot about dirt in fact i think he's actually a real life dirt racer too um but yeah my pick howard weaver So get the, it. I haven't watched many of those races, but I was watching some of the highlight stuff. Some of those cars look really fun to drive. Yeah, I'm not good enough to run this stuff yet with the way these guys are running it, but um, it sure does look fun. All right, that's it. Let's uh, jump into final thoughts. Uh, Greg Hectus, you're up first. Um. Just uh, looking forward to I'm going to run the fix tonight because uh, I'm a little mad that I didn't wake up for the Open today because now I missed the Open for the week. Uh, but uh, be excited. Uh, I'm about to finish off a job this next week, uh, learn next week, and uh, start a new job the following week. And uh, it looks like I'll be around a lot more. So I'm excited for that. Uh, anybody that wants to watch me race, uh, you can come to uh, my uh, Twitch page, uh, twitch.tv slash Frozen Cactus, Frozen with two O's, Cactus with two K's. Um, and uh, I guess if you want to watch tonight when I'm going through uh, Talladega, it's going to be kind of just normal race, and I'll explain how I'm, how I'm my strategy for the race tonight and uh, go from there. So look forward to racing with you guys. All right. Uh, Tony Gross, final thoughts. Um, yeah, so <laughs> oh, I've been shot out of a cannon this week, and... Uh, you know, work's just um, been taking over my life, so I haven't really done um, any racing to speak. And you know, unfortunately, I had to miss the uh, the old bastards league race on Monday, and I was really bummed out about that because plate track, love it, and you know, like, like we say every week, those guys are just you know top class to to run with. Um, you know, both just chatting with them, um, you know, in the Discord and then on track. Uh, great bunch of guys, um, but I'll be back uh, next Monday for the Pocono race. Um, that's not going to keep me away from that. And, uh, well, I'll have a couple of Talladega starts. Looking forward to that. Wish I could have made that one last night, but it is what it is. I wish I could race with you guys in that. I wish it wasn't such an age restriction. You'll be old soon enough. Okay. Uh, moving on to my final thoughts, uh, boy, Talladega, man, I came into this week looking for a win, and I still am, but I'm disappointed in myself. I'm really kind of embarrassed by, I was running with Mike Morley, we had a good strategy, we were in position to, to take this race in top split, we were in the top split too, and there were some big heavy hitters in there. And we were going to beat them. And I screwed up getting on pit road. And, man, I just kicked myself for that. 
why am I getting in there so hot? Man, is it really worth that extra tenth of a second? No, it's not. I keep saying that. And it's so easy to say that after the fact. But when you're in the moment, you cook it in there, you're like, damn, man, I'm going too hot. What do I do? You hit the brake a little bit more, and that thing comes around. Spins out on you. Whatever. You know, it sucks. But, uh, boy, I'll try again tonight. Uh, we'll find, you'll find out next week at the podcast whether I got a win or not. Uh, but hopefully, in the next couple starts I have left, uh, I'll get something. And with that, I guess we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.